Hello and welcome to the Rolling with Old Cars podcast brought to you by the editors at Old Cars Magazine celebrating 50 years in the hobby this year. You can check us out in print or visit us online at www.oldcarsweekly.com or through our Facebook and Twitter channels. Make sure to sign up for our free uh, weekly e-newsletter. I'm Brian Ernest, the editorial director at Old Cars and today I'm joined by Old Cars editor Angelo Van Bogart and today we're going to talk about the A-word, Ange, appraisals. And over the years, we've gotten plenty of questions and emails, phone calls about appraisals, people asking, you know, questions like how to get one. Can we recommend somebody to help, you know, to, to, to do an appraisal for them? So I guess let's start at the beginning for folks who maybe haven't done one. What exactly is involved in appraisal? When we say appraisal, what are we referring to? It's really just getting a third-party to tell you what your car or truck is worth. Um, you know, we're all skewed what we think our vehicle is worth. And so an appraisal is really just getting a third party to say, yes, your car is worth X amount of dollars. And it's a document that in case you need to go to court or file a claim, it's a, a document that you can refer to and say, well, I don't just think my car is worth X amount of dollars. A stranger who knows values thinks my car is worth the same. So that's really all it, it is, but it's a very important document and one everybody should have. And a lot of times, Ange, we got calls from somebody. Well, sometimes we get them from attorneys, lawyers who are helping with estate planning. Sometimes we get one from a, a grandson or a granddaughter. Hey, I inherited grandpa's truck. Hey, I inherited my father-in-law's, uh, you know, c- collector car. And they're looking to fi- figure out what it's worth. First of all, a lot of times they call us and say, hey, can you tell me what my car is worth? And a lot of times we say, hey, you know, it'd probably be a good idea now to get an appraisal. But these are a lot of the times that people may, who may not be car collectors or people who may, you know, may not be real well versed in the hobby. They're the ones that wind up going to look for an appraisal because they wound up with a vehicle, right? Yeah, that happens a lot. And I will add to that that appraisals aren't just for you know, newbies to the hobby. Anybody who's knee deep or chin deep in the hobby should have appraisals done on their cars. Um, I ran into an incident where um, one of my cars was rear-ended and I ended up fighting with the insurance company over what it was worth. And, um, you know, if I I didn't have an appraisal, it was back in 2001 before I became washed in the importance of an appraisal. Um, and I really ended up having to fight with the insurance company and had to threaten a lawyer for them to give me a reasonable, reasonable amount of money for my car. And it wasn't that valuable of a car at the time. Um, it is now, it would be now, but it wasn't at the time. So, um, it's, it's just smart to have it for every car and I get them for every car I have now. Now, these guys are going to have typically, uh, a document, a sheet that they're going to fill out. They get, you know, they've got their paperwork that they go through. Typically, how's this going to work? Am I going to take my car to somebody? Are they going to come to me? And then what's going to happen from there? How long is it going to take? And what kind of steps is an appraiser, appraiser going to go through at the appointment? Well, um, most appraisals will come to you. Um, some may have a drive-through type service as well. Um, so it really depends on the appraiser. But, um, yep, they're going to... You're going to call them up, make an appointment. Um, you're going to want to bring your title and any paperwork that you have with the car. The more, the better. 
Um, documentation helps because it can affect the value of a car, and it also helps the appraiser verify what you're saying about your car. So bring any paperwork that you have for the car, um, bring it to them clean and, and looking as good as you can so that they can really inspect it. It's got dirt and mud on it, especially underneath. Um, they're not going to be able to give you as thorough as of an appraisal, and they might not be able to come up with a value as high because of its presentation. So make sure your car looks or truck looks as good as it can. Um, make an appointment with your appraiser. You can find an appraiser in our old cars report price guide. We always have appraisers advertising in there. They're mentioned on our website as well. Um, but I would add to that, um, yeah, make your car look as good as it can. They're going to inspect your car top, bottom, inside, out, they're going to probably spend a couple hours looking at it, looking at your paperwork. Um, make sure you point out notable features and options. If it has factory air conditioning, we know that adds. Um, if the color is rare and desirable, you know, mention these things to the appraiser. Anything you think will affect the car's value, um, let them know. If you've got restoration pictures before, during, and after, bring those along. Mention any modifications the car has. That appraiser is going to take everything that they see that afternoon. Um, they need to do a little research. If you do get one immediately, um, it's probably not a good appraisal. We've all seen classified ads that say appraised at $50,000 asking 30,000. Well, that tells me that the appraisal was not very good. If you're looking, uh, you know, you're only going to get three fifths of the value. That tells me that appraisal was, a, you know, not a quality one. You really want one for yourself. That's accurate. You don't want one that's just pie in the sky. And that appraiser is going to take all that information and they're going to look at um, all the collector car price guides they can find, old cars report price guide, it's competing uh, price guides to come up with the value. They should look at auction results uh, to determine how prices compare. And they should give you a pretty narrow range of values based on everything that they find. Um, make sure once you get that document back and you look at the number, um, feel free to discuss with the appraiser how they came up with that value. They shouldn't look at just one source. They should be looking at multiple sources. And um, auction realized prices are great, but they should also be looking at um, paper price guides. And I say that because if something happens to your vehicle and you need to go to court and justify that price, you know, a judge and, and jury and the court is going to value those printed prices um, probably more so than they will um, auction realized prices because it's something on paper. And if it was printed, mass printed, then, you know, somebody is standing behind that information like the publisher. So, yeah, make sure that they're getting, um, they're looking at a wide range of prices, um, comparables, and, um, that way they can give you a fair assessment for the value in case you ever need to, to justify that value. Um, hey, if, if, uh, if a car owner is suspecting their car may have changed in value since they got uh, their last appraisal, say I got my truck appraised 10 years ago and 10 years later now truck prices have soared. Should I be thinking about doing it again? And should there be, should I be on some sort of regular schedule every so often to maybe consider getting, if, especially if I have a fleet of cars, getting um, cars appraised more than once over the years? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I always say get an appraisal when you buy the car, get an appraisal anytime you notice the value changes 
get an appraisal whenever you do significant work to the vehicle. Um, you know, keep an eye on those prices, looking at magazines and auction realized prices, and, and you'll find them online. Um, if you notice that comparable vehicles to yours are increasing in value or even decreasing, um, feel free to, to get an appraisal anytime you think there's a value change. And I say, you know, people don't want to see their value of their vehicle go down, but it will save you some insurance premium. Um, sure. You know, say your car was worth $50,000 and it's down to $40,000. Well, why insure it at $50,000 if you don't have to, and it'll save you a little bit of money. And chances are you're not going to get that $50,000 for it anymore if the true value is actually $40,000. Um, so there's no sense in necessarily paying that extra premium. Um, you know, if, if you have an agreed value and you think it's worth it, then I guess it's another thing. But um, you know, whenever you, whenever there's a, a change, look at getting an appraisal, um, you know, cars, cars are going pretty wild right now, especially like eighties cars right. and seventies cars. So, you know, really be mindful if there's a chance that the value of a vehicle has gone up because the whole point of having insurance is that you're going to get your money back and, or be able to replace that vehicle. So, um, you want to make sure you've got enough money or get enough money to replace it if that's what you intend to do. And kind of a gray area in this whole thing, kind of the elephant in the room too, Ange, with this is cars that are not necessarily stock, they've been modified or have, you know, non-stock drivetrains and stuff. That makes, that can make uh, an appraiser's job tough and it can make for some differences of opinion on what a car's worth. A guy can say, well, I, I put $50,000 into this car uh, and yet the appraisal might not reflect that because, you know, a stock vehicle is probably going to be, you know, evaluated higher. So I guess you got, if you have a car like that, a car that you've hot rotted in any way, you, you probably got to kind of brace yourself for, I don't want to say be brace yourself for disappointment, but it might not be, you might not get uh, an appraisal that adds up to the amount of money you've stuck into the car. Right. Yeah. And that can even happen with a restoration. You know, a lot of times people are this day and age, they're spending a hundred thousand dollars to restore a $50,000 car. Um, the same can happen with hot rods, street rods, modifieds. But, you know, one of the trends we're seeing is that sometimes hot rods and street rods are getting more than restored cars. And what it really comes down to is the build quality uh, and the modifications made. So sometimes uh, modifications will will add to a value. A lot of times they'll add to the value. And if you've got somebody that's really well known for building right. hot rods, street rods, like Boyd Coddington or uh, Chip Fuscar or something like that, of course, that's going to really increase the value. So an appraisal is, is really, really important with a modified car. Um, and when you get an appraisal on a modified car, it's really important to get a good appraiser who's very thorough and will look at, as many comparables as they can, their job is going to be way more difficult to res to do an appraisal on a modified car. So they're going to need to do their homework. And so it's really important to get a good appraiser. And when I say a good appraiser, one that, that knows modified cars and that does research and they're going to have to find a lot of comparables because um, it really depends on the modifications, mechanical body and hot rods are trendy. 
So, you know, was it built in the 80s and does it look like it's from the 80s or the 90s or the 2000s or the 2020s? You know, all those things are going to affect the value and you need to find an appraiser that is used to, to appraising modified cars and is willing to do that research and find good comparables. Because, of course, you're not going to find, um, you know, the exact same hot rod as you have. Um, it's not like a restored car. You could find, you know, a thousand red 57 Chevy convertibles to do comparables on. You're not going to find that with a hot rod or street rod. So that's why it's really important to get a good appraiser that does their homework, is experienced, and is particularly experienced with modified cars. And again, when, when we get the questions, you know, can you find somebody, can you help me find somebody to appraise my car? A lot of times, Angie, I just, I mean, of course you can go online and, and drive around and try to find somebody. A lot of times I just recommend, hey, you know, there's probably a good car club in your area and those guys can help you. Um, if somebody's asking you, um, hey, where, who can do an appraisal for me? What kind of advice are you going to give them? Um, usually I tell them to go to our website or to look on, in the pages of old cars, old cars report price guide, both of those publications will have um, appraisers that advertise um, a couple that I can think of offhand. Um, the international vehicle appraisers network, you can find them online. They're a nationwide organization. They have appraisers um, everywhere. So you can find a link to them on our website or just Google international vehicle appraisers network. You should be able to find them. Um, a couple that I have personally worked with, um, point appraisal service um, based out of Wisconsin, because that's where we are, of course. Um, our own John Gannell does appraisals. He does a lot of them. A lot of them, right? Gunner's Great Garage. Yeah. So just Google Gunner's Great Garage. You'll find him. Um, I know Jim Sandoro and JMD Associates are also appraisers that I recognize from the pages of our publication. So um, those are some places to get you started anyway. Well, terrific, Angie. Well, thanks for your time. I want to let you get back to your day job. Um, I'm sure followers of our podcast will be hearing a lot more from Angelo, our editor, in the coming months. Real quick, Angie. I mean, we're we're kind of back, you're kind of back in circulation uh, this summer after kind of getting shut down along with everybody else last year. I know you're eager to get out. Where where are you planning on heading this summer? I know you got some stuff on the calendar already where you're going to be heading. Where can our readers, the folks, uh, run into you? Well, I'm hoping to hit a. Oldsmobile show this June, Back to the 50s is coming up in St. Paul, will be set up in the tower at the Iola Car Show, so make sure you look for us there, and um, Hershey and you know points in between, so I've got all the oil changed in the cars and everything's <laughs> ready to go, so um, we just got to finish dusting off Buck, our old car's panel truck, and hit the road with that. Um, so keep an eye out for us, we'll, we'll be hitting the show's circuit this, this summer for sure. Terrific. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of our podcast. A uh, reminder to check us out at oldcarsweekly.com and on our Facebook page and our other social media outlets. And make sure to sign up for our free weekly e-newsletter. And if you're not a subscriber to Old Cars, we'd love to have you on board as we celebrate 50 years in the Old Cars hobby. I'm Brian Ernest. And for all the folks at Old Cars, thanks for joining us on Rolling with Old Cars. <laughs>